Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. January 6, 2020, the flip-flop edition. And we begin with that story from the Wall Street Journal, and this is about the New York Stock Exchange, which earlier this week said it was delisting the top three telecom companies from China and then reversed that decision. So it's in the hot seat after this flip-flop, which it said it would delist these companies to comply with President Trump's executive order only to reverse itself four days later. The U-turn drew criticism from the administration, who signed the order back in November banning trading of securities of U.S. companies, which have links to the Chinese military. The salvo was uh, the latest by the Trump administration to try to get tough on Beijing, and it certainly put the New York Stock Exchange in a difficult situation. Nevertheless, this sort of flip-flop is just a name. If you're going to make a decision, stick with it, and if you're not going to make a decision, don't go back and change it. Uh, Next up. Uh, Also from the Wall Street Journal, GE will not try to claw back any of the salary of its former CEO, Jeff Immelt, uh, around its accounting issues and his use of a backup jet because it uh, claims it didn't have evidence to support shareholder claim of fraud and abuse, Uh, horse hockey. Nevertheless, it won't try to claw back any of the monies uh, regarding these allegations. The investigation didn't find support. and pursuing litigation against the former leader wasn't in the company's interest, according to the law firm hired by GE's board to run the process. Uh, <clears throat> Cravath Swain lawyers said that they did not believe the company has a sound legal claim to bring against any current or former officer and director. Since 2017, GE's board has received 11 formal complaints, or requests rather, from shareholders with allegations for the board to investigate, yet uh, <clears throat> even though uh, GE's in trouble with the SEC. Apparently, the board found there was no sound basis to bring a claim against a current or former employee. Our next story also comes from the Wall Street Journal, and this is uh, one more story about the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. The defense bill orders a study of illicit finance risks posed by China. So the Treasury Department is expected to study the money laundering risks uh, posed by China and to develop a strategy to defend against this. Uh, I can only say this is something that uh, certainly uh, should occur and should have occurred. Nevertheless, uh, it also points to another uh, uh, part around the NDAA, which is it really has a lot of orders for studies and investigations and reports by Treasury so Congress can make uh, better decisions. So it's going to be interesting to see what the um, study comes up with, but it will look into the extent and effect of illicit finance um, risks related to the Chinese government and Chinese companies. Finally, um, also staying with China, but this time from the New York Times, China sentences a former bank chief, uh, Lai Zhaomin, uh, to death in a very rare move. The uh, chief of a big Chinese state lender, was sentenced uh, to execution for bribery and corruption and bigamy, and a rare example of Beijing's use of capital punishment for economic crimes. 
He's the former chairman of uh, Horong Asset Management and was found guilty by a court uh, in Tajin, uh, Tajin, uh, receiving a, some $277 million in bribes between 2008 and 2018. The government has confiscated his personal assets. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.